You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I'm your storyteller, Carmen. I'm Rudolph's shiny crime weaver. I'm Gordy, the Arby's Imperial Guard. Thank you, Tally. I don't know what you know. <laughs> new uh, new but, job for the new year. But please share if you got any any hot deets on what that means. <laughs> so this is part two. Yep, this is part two of The Hard Nut. It, <laughs> yeah. It says it on the thing. Yeah, you go ahead. What are you opening over there? Pop-Tarts? Um, if Pop-Tarts could shoot beams at each other <laughs> and we're on cards, then yeah. That's what that's what's missing in the the card game industry is your breakfast empire card games. Oh, I thought you meant your breakfast fighting back. Like Kellogg's has a fair number of breakfast time characters. <laughs> you could give Tony the Tiger some stats and have him fight against a sentient wild berry pop tart. What if you had to beat a pop tart in a duel before you could eat it? And if you lost, it <laughs> ate you. That would make breakfast uh, a lot healthier. It seems weird to give out level three of Android 20 in a booster pack and not one or two. <laughs> you get what you get. That's why they're booster packs. Yes, booster pack rules, I guess. Anyway, what's this show? We're what the folklore. Um, I'm going to read to you the second half of a story that we read last week. So if you are... If your New Year's resolution was to listen to a new podcast and this is your first episode of us going Try in. Try again. Go yeah. back. Go back. We it's got, part two. We got unfinished business from 2018. We got to wrap up. Um, so I will be reading from a story to you that you have never heard before. The story has a lot of problems with it because <laughs> it was written a long time ago by people who had not like hammered out the story writing criteria and had lots of expert writing books to help them like we do these days. The industry term is an ancient lie. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we're going to make fun of these ancient lies. We're going to fill in their plot holes. We're going to subject them to criticism they were not built to withstand. And we're going to try and fix them for a modern audience. And I'm going to open 22 more booster packs <laughs> of Dragon Ball Z cards. Is that your New Year's resolution, Gordy? Uh, well, it's going to be a brief one. It's extremely achievable. I'll give you credit for that. <laughs> it is very achievable. It's going to take about five minutes. It's a good start to the year. So what are what are we part twoing? What's it called? Uh, uh, this is this is the hard nut. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's sausages and mice. A story recommended to us by Marzi. Thank you, Marzi. Thank you. Uh, the story of the hard nut comes from uh, Nutcracker and Mouse King, which you know is the inspiration for the Nutcracker ballet mm -hmm. um this is written by eta hoffman translated by william makepeace thackeray and sourced from german stories.vcu.edu and which one of them screwed it up <laughs> all of them every who takes the blame <laughs> every single one of them who's uh, getting strung up on new year's day luckily this summary from the last episode in spite of that being a full full length episode can be pretty short yeah in short, there's a princess named Pearly Pat who was born with a full set of teeth, bit a chancellor. 
Her mom is paranoid and has her room full of guards and nurses and tomcats. The reason being, uh, mice once ate some bacon that the king wanted. A war ensued. All of the mice family of Mrs. Mouse Rink, some kind of grand wizard of mice, um, has been killed and she has declared her revenge via daughter, like, eating, I guess. Cutting her in half. In the summary, you don't even need the part about, like, the animosity towards the mice. Like, rodents getting babies was already a concern. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Again, not something you really need you to need, explain. You don't like, need a terrible backstory. There's a cat here so that rodents don't eat the baby. Cool. It was it was medieval times, maybe. Yeah. yeah, it seems like a good play. We had to keep the bubonic plague from this perfect monster child <laughs> with her perfect web of lily and rose face. Whatever that means. We do not know. Apparently, it's more beautiful than anyone could ever be. So sorry, those of you who think you're pretty, because the story says you're wrong. And also sorry for those of you who've listened to every other story we read, because they were double lies. Yeah, they. The, everyone that said that this was a weeble beautiful wobble, baby. Weeble wobble. Double lies. <laughs> all right, so you're all and, caught up on what matters. In my head, uh-huh. in my head, when it's double something, yeah, like double wife. Or double lies. I yeah. hear it. I hear it like they say double fine at the beginning of a double fine game. This <laughs> is a very specific ritual that you yeah. have. It's just like it's double one syllable uh-huh. just hits me as like, oh yeah, brutal legend. Psychonauts, they always they always anyway. Oh yeah. Brutal legend. Weeble wobble weeble wobble. Maybe maybe you will too. Hey Tim Schaefer. How's it going? I know you're a listener. Oh yeah, broken age. <clears throat> All right, so we're back at present times. There's a baby in a crib surrounded by two nurses right by her crib, six and nurses cats. further in the room, keeping cats awake all night. Um, it is midnight. How many of them fell asleep? When one of the two nurses by the cradle wakes as if from a deep slumber. Uh-oh. Did they all fall asleep at the same time? Everything around her was the stillness of death. There was no cat purring, as was usual. <laughs> Like some yeah. kind of weird mouse spell asleep had been laid upon this room. So this is why in D and D you take turns watching the fire. You got to stagger it so that somebody's awake at all times. Right. You don't have everybody awake all the time. Yeah. You you really just need one person awake with a bell, <laughs> or it's or a siren or a flare gun or a yell. I think a flare gun's good because you can use it to get help or to kill mice. Or to shoot a mouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it it will kill a rat. That's how Nathan Lane ended Mousetrap. It will it will send a message. Did he? With a flare gun at a mouse? I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in forever. There's mouse a real... Hunt? I'm pretty sure yeah. you're yeah. rooting for the mouse in that movie, aren't you? I think I so. I think so, yeah. Na- Nathan Lane is a bad guy, as weird as that feels to say, because he's not. <laughs> He's, he's always the hero he's, in our he's hearts. A preci- he's a precious boy. Um, all right. What's this cat doing? Or mouse or sausage or whatever the hell we're talking about. <laughs> uh, nurse this time. Yeah, that too. She's woken up. Everything's still as death. And she sees close before her a great ugly mouse standing on its hind legs who had laid its hideous he- head on the face of the princess. A what? So it's on its hind legs. No. 
Yeah. Why did it lay its face? What what is that? It's how what mice transfer the plague. Is it a what tall is that mouse? Gesture. How big is it the cradle? I mean the mouse is probably in the cradle. So it's bent over. It's like a big mouse, but it's still a mouse sized. But they're face to face. The princess and the mouse, yeah. yes. But also on hind legs. A mouse so it's is like a, a U-shaped mouse right now. Or, or upside, or a, like a lowercase n Or mouse. because mice are small, even when they're big mice, being on its hind legs puts its face about level with the top of the princess's head. I guess. Yeah, I guess she's a she is baby-sized. Yeah, <laughs> which is bigger than I mouse I keep forgetting <laughs> that she is not full-grown, like Gordy said. No, she just has full teeth. Um, so the nurse shrieks, waking everybody up, which is really all you need. Uh, Mrs. Mouse Ranks jumps down and runs into the corner of the room. The tomcats run after her, but she vanishes in a hole in the floor before they get to her. Her curse having been done. Pearly Pet awoke and wept, and the t- nurses were grateful that she was alive. But their gratitude was short-lived and transformed quickly into horror when the- they looked at her face, which no longer looked like a web of roses and lilies, whatever that means, but was now... A great deformed head on a little withered body. What did the mouse do? The blue eyes have been changed to a pair of great green gogglers. Just from rubbing... Green gogglers. Just from rubbing a head. This is the bubonic plague. (laughs) Just from a face face kiss. And her mouth now stretched from ear to ear. Why so serious? (laughs) She's like a mouse chasing cars. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see that a lot when they get to that size. So the queen goes mad with grief and vexation. And the walls of the king's study were padded because he was always dashing his head against them, crying out, Oh, luckless monarch. That's just what he does. Yeah, so they just they go ahead and put, bring in their extra king padding. That's old, that's old kingy poos nine to five. <laughs> Yeah. No more meetings in the chancellor's ca- chambers. No more sausages. Just headbanging. Um, the king might have taken this as a learning opportunity to just enjoy baconless sausage every now and then and not annihilate a family about it. Nah. But instead, he blames the whole thing on the watchmaker, whose name we now learn. Why? Because the watchmaker didn't make a trap good enough to get Mrs. Mouse Rinks, just her, all of the rest of them. Maybe get a trap maker. To make a trap. Watches or watches, traps or traps. He's the watch slash machine maker. <laughs> Does he's, that translate? He's the Donatello of the kingdom. I mean, he has some of those skills. He, he's the only one who does machines. I mean, a mouse trap is a much simpler machine than a watch. Yeah. So I guess, I guess that ability does scale in that direction. It has simpler aims, too. To, yeah. Well, I don't know. That's very philosophical. Is telling time a, a simple aim? Well, to catalog time. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's pretty heavy, kind of in the in those sort days, of a wide view. It was more difficult than ceasing a life. Yeah, you have to you have to trap time in a small wrist jewelry. In a way that a king can read. Right, we've we've understand. seen the caliber of kings, so it is a pretty hefty task to tame time in such a way. <laughs> Um, all right, so the watchmaker's name is Christian Elias Drosselmeyer of Nuremberg. Care. Why do we know this? Because <laughs> guess what? What? We're shifting focus. Does he uh, not? Nope, no more. Does, does he hard nut? <laughs> who, who does the hard nut? 
or is the hard nut the king issues the wise order so as he's foolish for not taking the the bacon thing lightly but wise to issue the order that Drosselmeyer or Drosselmeyer Drosselmeyer has three weeks to restore the princess to her normal hotness or be axed to death in the neck I would take that this kingdom sucks (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't don't I think just don't with this one Drosselmeyer is frightened but he trusts his learning and his good fortune and goes about performing the first operation he deems necessary. Yeah. Hard nuts. He takes Pearly Pat to pieces. Oh. Is, like, okay. He removes her hands and feet to see her inward structure. Like a tree? (laughs) Is he counting rings? But alas. Like a robot. (laughs) Alas, when he looked inside, he found that she would grow (laughs) uglier as she grew older. (laughs) And there was no known remedy to this. Is he looking at like her operator's manual? Yeah. Where she keeps tucked in pieces in each arm and leg. It's like a circuitry diagram inside her leg. I I can't parse this in any normal terms. Uh, He puts her neatly together again. No. And she's fine, but he sinks into despair at the side of the cradle, which he was never permitted to leave. So she's still a baby. They're yeah. still dealing with a cradle. I would like you to keep this in mind. It was Wednesday of the fourth week. I guess he got four weeks and I wrote that down wrong. When the king entered the princess's room, waving a scepter, I assume above his head, sausage. and yelling, Christian Elias Drosselmeyer, cure the princess or die. <laughs> <laughs> I love this king character. <laughs> We have to cast him at the end of this. Why is he so formal to the pores? I have a casting option for this king. Why did he say his whole name? It's like when when you upset your parents and they have to yell it's... your entire name so that you know this time the trouble is big. But the king is always upset, so he always says everyone's full name. Yes. Um, so Drosselmeyer begins to cry bitterly, also like a child who's just had their parents use their whole name on them while waving a scepter around their head. There are no adults in this room. <laughs> but the princess went on cracking her nuts. For what purpose again? <laughs> With her horse teeth? Why? Why? Oh yeah, by the way. Yeah? They discovered that she likes nuts a lot. That's fine. Why is she, she cracking? She cried incessantly after her transformation until, by chance, someone just gave her a nut. <laughs> seems like a, We've tried everything. Seems like a pretty bad thing to give a baby. And she was bitten in half, ate the kernel, and was and shut up. It depends on what your goal is, Gordy. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Maybe they shouldn't be worried about mice. And the nuts were the only way to keep her quiet since her metamorphosis. So she was just, like, given a steady diet... Does she fresh nuts? Does she have like a gerbil feeder? It's like <laughs> yeah, full of in, like a in like, the cradle, yeah. Just like mixed nuts. Yes. You know it's not mixed nuts if two of the same kind are touching. If you go to like Legally. if you go to like a cocktail lounge, mm-hmm. like somewhere nice and they give you mixed nuts, if any two like two almonds are touching, you burn that you're, place you're allowed ground. to throw it in your server's face. <laughs> don't don't ever do that to, to a person. <laughs> That's, that's that such makes a bad. you almost worse than this king. Here's a tip: mix the nuts. So Drosselmeyer is suddenly struck by the weirdness of this. It makes you Lieutenant Kiff Croker in 
I think season two, episode 18 of Futurama. He suddenly realized that the nuts was weird. Yeah, he's just been like he's he's been sitting next to this princess and her gerbil feeder for so long that it's kind of faded into the background and then all she's been doing is cracking nuts presumably yes and he hasn't left and he's just now observing this phenomenon and and he also puts this together with the fact that she was born with teeth and that ain't normal and he realizes maybe this nut thing (laughs) is this the the key it's the missing link to the secret cure he's been looking for this whole time while sobbing by a cradle it's just crazy enough to work so he asks permission to go speak to the court astronomer nut expert space guy (laughs) guy who knows when it's cool to kill some pigs i mean i guess planets look kind of like nuts (laughs) they're the nuts of the universe hanging out there in space and what is Earth but a big blue and green nut? <laughs> You've been getting into that catnip, Gordy? It's all right. I mean, it's not bad for humans, <laughs> I think. I hope. I did drink that mouse. <laughs> In solidarity with this tale. Yeah. Um, so he's taken to the court astronomer under heavy guard. And these two gentlemen, who were longtime friends, embraced and shed many tears and then went into a secret cabinet to look through many books. Ooh. Nighttime came, which is when the astronomer shines. He looks at stars and makes a horoscope of the princess. And this horoscope tells him this very specific thing. There is a cure for her, and that is to eat the kernel of the nut Krakatuk. Is that a kind of nut, or is that a nut with a name? It's a nut with a name that is a, a capitalized word. Yeah, that's a good name for a nut. Krakatuk, yeah. Yeah, that's a nut name. Now, this nut, Krakatuk, had such a hard shell that an 8- and 40-pound cannon could drive over it without breaking it. Hmm. Who tried? Uh, someone with a spare cannon and a nut? <laughs> This nut could only be cracked by a man who had never shaved and never worn boots. Who says? The nut. That's his business, though. Is that the nut's fetish? Yes. Unshaven boot-free man. I want an unshaven bootman. Boot-free man. He can't, he <laughs> can't have freeman. ever worn boots. Boots ruin the good foot. Mm. Uh, the nut had to be broken in the princess's presence. The colonel had to be presented to her with the guy's eyes shut. And then he had to walk backwards with his eyes still shut for seven steps without stumbling. Fuck this. And Take this, the axe. And this is what the stars say. Fuck it. <laughs> this is the... You're done. Could you imagine if you opened up the paper to the little horoscope section... And this fucking paragraph was your horoscope. Seek out Krakatucker. <laughs> Known nut of the realm. Have an unshaven man crack it and hand it to you. Sensually. And walk backwards and you will be beautiful. Surf up and down the island until you find missing no. And have it crack the nut for infinite master balls. Drosselmeyer runs into the king's dinner chamber on Saturday, declaring he's found the cure. So the king embraces him and promise him, promises him a diamond sword 
four orders and two new coats for Sundays. He doesn't need any of that. He needs an unshaven man with no boots. <laughs> Is it never shaved? Ne- has never shaved. This probably looks bad. <laughs> I think I'm playing him in <laughs> fucking Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not even like a trim. Not even like cutting the split ends. Mm-mm. It doesn't say that. Just never shaved. Okay. Because that's... Maybe is it? Is Are you it, willing to risk a trim? Is it manicured you in get, some way? You get one shot at cracking this nut. The king is very excited and says, "We'll get started immediately after dinner." It's bacon <laughs> night. Whoa, whoa! This is a man who is a dinner's first, daughter's second, all the time. I mean, that much was already evident. Uh, and then he instructs the watchmaker finds the the unshaven unbooted gentleman to be ready with Krakatuk and also make sure he doesn't drink any wine so he won't stumble after he's done he can get as tipsy as he wants you know I'll be (laughs) Uh, Drosselmeyer is frightened as he calmly and gently explains to the king that they know the the means to the cure but that doesn't mean that they have they have the nut or the man and it is possible that they might not find both or either uh it's never a good idea to tell the king reality uh he swings his scepter over his crowned head in a rage crying out with a lion's voice you must be beheaded as i said before okay but do it in a lion voice you must be beheaded (laughs) as i said before i didn't say dr claw i said a lion (laughs) i think that's all i got in me james earl jones um, it was kind of the tiger from Aladdin, right? That doesn't speak either. Shere Khan? No, the, the t- sand tiger. Oh. Shere Khan. You are the diamond in the rough. <laughs> I suppose so, yes. <laughs> yeah, sh- Shere Khan, Tony J. Yeah, Shere Khan, Tony J, Aladdin. <laughs> I, IMDb's favorite movie, Shere Khan, Tony J, you ever saw that one? That's my favorite one. It's a Disney gem. That that early '90s streak. Tony J. My, my favorite Disney character, Gene. Tony J.'s rendition of "Bare Necessities of Arabian Nights" was my favorite. <laughs> a little racy for youth. A little bit. A little racy. Yeah, it's a lot of prostitutes in that song. Came in Tony J.'s rider. <laughs> look, what are you gonna do? He's like, look, I gotta sing a song about hookers in every movie. <laughs> what am I playing? A tiger? No problem. Why won't you let me write this one? You t- you take a break. I'll, I'll you know you don't need to know what it says. Just put it in the movie. <laughs> Robin Williams gets to improvise. Why don't I? <laughs> yeah, you you let him look at a table and talk about things for like an hour. And all that's going in the movie. Genie, like, Genie makes a Jack Nicholson reference. I can't sing about hookers. I like that Tony J's improv style is to always make the scene about prostitutes somehow. Like he always just drags it back to that topic. I mean, do you think he pretends like somebody suggested it every time? It's like I need, I need to suggest. Oh, prostitutes! I heard, yeah, say yeah, prostitute. yeah. I heard, I heard hookers. Great. All right. Uh, luckily. The king had had a very good dinner, mm-hmm. and therefore was in a disposition to listen to reason, which the queen provided for him. 
very briefly. Drosselmeyer adds to this, Hey, I, I found the means like you asked, so technically I did complete the contract you set to me, so I should be allowed to live. And the king says, This is all stupid nonsense. But after a glass of cherry brandy decides, Okay, you two can set off and never return without the nut crack a tuck. So the watchmaker and the astronomer are sent on a quest. Uh, the queen suggests that while they're doing that, that she and the king advertise for a man to come crack it. Let's put that in all the newspapers. Gotta start their Craigslist profile. Uh, Drosselmeyer and the court astronomer head out on their journey for 15 years. So the princess is now 15 years old. 15 years and some odd months. Why did they not just start a new life? That's the question every Out time in the, world. <laughs> the king sends them on a bullshit quest. Like, yeah. all right, you can't come back? Cool. There are other places we're going to he them. He doesn't have drones. It's myth times. <laughs> Maybe they're just like backpacking through Europe and having a great time. Yeah, he has no way to track them. You don't or have to. Or to keep tabs. You don't have to do the quest in your log right away. No, you don't have to do it ever. I've never finished Skyrim. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't either. I don't know what the fuck happens in that story. It took me like 40 hours uh, in to even go to the mountain where the people tell you how to yell real good. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's okay. But Bethesda, well, I'm, I'm kind of beating an old horse, but Morrowind, main story, fantastic. Oblivion, pretty bad. Skyrim. Man, Oblivion, yeah. I got stuck in an area and could not get out of it. Could not solve whatever puzzle they were doing. <laughs> were you seeking a man to crack a nut? Yeah, probably. It's a big part of that game. But that game. man was in hell. <laughs> and the nut was also on fire. That man was a Daedric prince. Um, so Drosselmeyer and the court astronomer are smoking a pipe in the middle of a wood in Asia, where they've walked in the past 15 years. And Drosselmeyer is struck very suddenly with a homesickness Oh, we Nuremberg. were doing a thing. Remember 15 years ago? This this opium's really good. <laughs> uh, so both he and the astronomer start crying as they remember home and the good times. And then they're like, it really doesn't matter where we look for this nut. Let's just go there. I am going to need you to tell me one good time in that kingdom. Because I haven't <laughs> heard one. There are none for them to remember. And I had a beautiful friendship beforehand. He got to tinker with mouse traps, and there was a brief lauding when he'd killed almost all the mice. Okay, mm -hmm. that, that was probably a good time. The other ones, they can do anywhere. It's true. They're still good friends, and he's still tinkering, I'm sure. So as soon as they arrived in Derenberg, Drosselmeyer finds his cousin, Christopher Zachariah Drosselmeyer, who is a gilder, and they tell him the story of what happened to the princess, and then they tell the story of their journey, which is too long to relate here, but it involved a visit to the Grand Duke of Almonds, the King of Walnuts, and an inquiry at the Horticultural Society of Acornshausen. What is this Adventure Time <laughs> nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> the cousin, during the whole story, had been snapping his fingers and making <clears throat> noises. And when they finally shut up about their journey, he says, Hey cousin, I have the nut crack a tuck. <laughs> <laughs> cool for you, I guess. Yes, Tyler? I hate that there's a famous nut. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> and it. I hate that this world knows a nut <laughs> by name. Is, and it's 
Is it only the one? I think so. Do you think there aren't other famous nuts? I think there's, I mean, who knows what PR the king of almonds has. <laughs> and if he is an almond in a crown or a regular person who's just in charge of all almonds. Um, Alright, so he grabs a box and takes out of it a gilded nut and explains the history of this nut. <laughs> Are we going to have a backstory? Because I will blow up the podcast. Several years ago. Please no. blow up the moon, <laughs> blow up the planets, blow up the sun. We okay. gotta end it all. A man came on Christmas Eve with a sack full of nuts. He offered to sell them on the cheap, and he put the sack just before the, this cousin's booth to guard it against the town nut sellers mm. who didn't want a foreigner coming into their city selling nuts. Sure. You're ruining the nut economy. <laughs> A heavy wagon passed over the sack and cracked every nut but this one, which the man who laughed in an extraordinary way offered to sell me for a silver half-crown from the year 1720. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. <laughs> which I happened to find in my pocket. What? So I bought the nut. I don't... Uh, to this day, I don't know why I bought it and for so expensive, but I did gild it. And treat it very importantly. And I, I don't really understand why, but here's a gilded nut. That I'm not above gussying up a nut. So the astronomer removes the gilding and finds written on the shell in Chinese characters the word Krakatuk. Chinese characters? Yeah. Where are we in the Nuremberg. world? Nuremberg. <laughs> Nuremberg, huh? Okay. They were in Asia, which is maybe the origin of Krakatuk? It's... Uh, I, I don't know. The cousin and the two travelers are thrilled at the revelation that this is, in fact, the nut that they've been seeking. And they offer the cousin a handsome p pension and the gilding of all the gold in the treasury, which I don't know that they have the authority to offer. Can Krakatuk at least be, like, the sea to Yggdrasil or something? <laughs> like, I need a reason for this nut to be famous. I need a reason for people to care. It I, sucks if it's the sea to Yggdrasil and it's just eaten by this goblin princess. It's, I guess the is the worst case scenario that somebody named it and like told a friend and they thought it was funny and, and told the, some more friends and the then whole world telephoned about this nut. Yeah, like like they made an Instagram for it and a Twitter account and uh, everybody's up on this nut. Grumpy nut. <laughs> Basically, the I mean, famous grumpy nut. Yeah, so many t-shirts and a suddenly, stuffed animal version. Suddenly, it's on Letterman. Grumpy and... nuts on Ellen. <laughs> so, doing dances. So nut, such hard. Wow. <laughs> I can has crack a duck. <laughs> Do we have to relive all of the old memes? We are doing it. <laughs> crack a duck goes through all of meme history. Magical Trevor's rewritten about it. <laughs> Everything. All of it. All the internet re reborn through this nut. Alright, so as the ast astronomer and watchmaker put on their nightcaps for bed, the astronomer says, Hey, I think we also found the person to crack it while we're here. Because the son of your cousin is a person. It's Tazon Day. <laughs> um, and says that he cannot sleep until he goes and casts the use horoscope. So the crazy astronomer springs out of bed in his nightcap and goes and stares at the stars 
to do the horoscope of this man who has just been introduced to us now we've never actually seen him. <laughs> the stars tell him that the Gilder's son is a handsome, well-grown lad who's never shaved and never worn boots. At Christmas, he used to wear an elegant red coat embroidered with gold, gold um, with a sword and a hat under his arm, with his hair powdered and curled, and he'd stand dressed up like this in front of his father's gilding booth and gallantly crack the nuts for young ladies, earning him the nickname of Nutcrackerkin. Without shoes on. I mean, regular shoes, none boots. Mm. So next morning, the astronomer is very excited and says, yes, this is definitely one. I was up all night staring at the stars. Um, but first, we need to strengthen his underjaw with a tough piece of wood and conceal that we brought him because the horoscope tells me that the king will offer the cracker of the nut the princess for a wife and the and his kingdom after his death only after several people fail and break their teeth on the nut so he can't be first in line right we do have to ruin the mouths of several people first you gotta raise the stakes for the king keep it interesting yeah he's he's just gonna like lose interest and wander off if it's the first <laughs> guy why'd i wait all these years also why aren't astronomers today this good at reading the stars? He's very good at it. <laughs> so the Gilder is delighted with the idea of his son marrying the princess and de- and just hands him off to the two travelers. Drosselmeyer uses his machinist skills to make a wooden jaw and they go home with the nut. Can't like be a James Bond metal jaw? No, they have not. They only use metal for cooking and sausages. <laughs> not even for mousetrap. Um, so many hundred young men came forth to try once the nut had been introduced to the kingdom. The princess was a truly nightmarish sight now, with a tiny body and an yeah. immense deformed head made worse by a, a new woolly beard. She's, whoa, okay. She's <laughs> Modoc. <laughs> right. So many court dandies broke their teeth and jaws and were carried away half dead to the dentist who is on standby. <laughs> the king is anguished, makes the promised like offer that the stars said. Uh, and then the Nutcracker Man shows up, who is also referred to as Drosselmeyer, the younger, for confusion. I'm going to refer to him as the Nutcracker Man. They gave two of them names and not the important one. Uh, the princess is pleased by him, like she's been pleased by no other. She likes his long hairs. How can they tell? She wants him for a husband. She just <laughs> Does starts... her forehead wriggle in a pleasing way? She <laughs> licks her eyebrows, eyeballs and goes <laughs> in a uh, happy lizard noise. Grim. She, she, um... her, big, her big teeth chatter out Morse code. <laughs> she, she opens up uh, like a neck flare <laughs> and a sexual display. It is a beautiful rainbow <laughs> pattern. <laughs> she opens her enormous maw and just goes, <laughs> and just like radiates physical sound. <laughs> And it pulses through through the men present. Her butt turns bright red like a baboon. Gives, gives them all diarrhea. The, the reverberations through the room touch everyone's brains in such a way that they just imagine a flower. <laughs> That'd be a pretty good princess skill. <laughs> I hope she keeps that after this curse is broken. <laughs> it just wanders around making <laughs> sound waves to <laughs> incept visions in people's minds. Is she the hypnotoad? <laughs> that's kind of what I'm going for. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing now. 
like this guy. Okay, so he cracks the nut, neatly removes the bits of shell, bows, and presents it to the princess with his eyes shut, and then he starts walking backwards. And Moon walks out of the castle. <laughs> <laughs> While the princess swallows the nut, her ugliness disappears, and the angelic beauty of roses and lilies returns to her face. The king and the whole court dance on one leg like they did when she was born, and the queen faints with joy, because that's the only way she knows how to have emotions. <laughs> Uh, the cousin's still doing his steps, though. Has not made it to numero seven. So he, Why? he just put his foot back for the seventh step when Mrs. Mouse Rinks oh, raises no! herself from the floor and he trods on her, causing him to stumble. And he had to take the seven steps without stumbling to remind you from 4,000 years ago <laughs> when these rules are in place. The young man became at that moment just as ugly as Pearly Pat was. His body was squeezed together, his head deformed, his eyes goggling, his mouth wide and gaping. Instead of a wooden roof for a mouth, a little wooden mantle hung out from behind his back. <laughs> the watchmaker and astronomer are beside themselves with horror, and they notice Mrs. Mouserinks creeping along the floor all bloody, because the cousin had stepped so hard on his neck, on her neck with his sharp heel of his shoe that she was nearly dead. <clears throat> her final vengeance. As she was in her last agony, she squeaks out piteously, Oh, Crack-a-Duck, from thee I die, but Nutcracker dies too, and my son with the seven crowns, revenge your mother's horrid wounds and kill the man who attacked her, the ugly, naughty, wicked Nutcracker. And with this final curse, which I assume summons the Mouse King for the rest <laughs> of the story, unclear from this, this is my supposition. Well, she says, my son with the seven crowns? Yeah, so he's like a super Mouse King. <laughs> yeah. Like a rat king. He just takes over for all of his ugly dead brothers. Yeah. She she went and had another son in the last 15 years. I mean, it's a, yeah, She's it's a, a decent mouse. amount of time yeah. for a mouse to get busy. <laughs> Especially a witch mouse. <laughs> uh, and then she died and was carried off by the royal housemaid. So They, just, they have at least six cats. <laughs> just feed her to one. Yeah. Or put her in a toilet. Sky Get burial. the cats to do anything. Yeah, the cats have not been very significant, have they? Yeah, it turns out the sons of Tomcat don't do a lot. Kind of like I'm our glad. own daughter of tomcat over there who's just sleeping off her drug face <laughs> i'm glad we spent so long setting all this up uh, nobody had taken notice of this young nutcracker cousin person but the princess reminded the king hey i was getting a husband out of this so he orders the hero be brought before him so apparently he was taking like large steps out of a room where they didn't see any of this happen so he's brought forth in his deformed state, which caused the princess to put her hands before her and cry out, Away with that nasty nutcracker! Hate it! Want a new one! So the court martial took him by his little shoulder and pushed him out the door. The king was in a fury that anyone should ever think of making a nutcracker his son-in-law and banish the watchmaker and astronomer again. <laughs> And they're just like fucking deuces, whatever. <laughs> We're, going We're gonna back go back to, back to Asia. They're going to go to Nuremberg and hang out with their cool cousin who just, like, gilds things he buys. Back to Asia where it's cool. Where they're gilding nuts. The astronomer had missed that little we'll bit in the horoscope. We'll make our own famous nut. 
Then he cast it a second time and found that the young Nutcracker would behave himself so well in his new station that in spite of his ugliness, he would become both a prince and a king. Spoilers for, I guess, the rest of the Nutcracker. Uh, in the meantime, the young man remains as ugly as ever, so much so that Nutcrackers in Nuremberg have always been made after the exact model of his countenance and figure. The end. I like that the reason Nutcrackers look the way they do is because this guy is so ugly that they have to. Like, we have to commemorate this in some way. This this is just an ugly we cannot let go. <laughs> but we always have to remember how truly messed up this guy looked. A handsome guy who used to crack um, nuts for young ladies. I understand why they cut this from the ballet. <laughs> I'm assuming that that's true. I don't understand why it's not its own show. Yeah, no, that's that's a different thing altogether. I feel like the history of the Nutcracker was one of those like three paragraph things with a coloring sheet attached that you got around this time of year in elementary <laughs> school when the teachers are out of ideas uh-huh. and you're all so candy cane addled that you can't be taught real shit. So you might as well color a Nutcracker and read a bullshit story about it. Sure. I don't remember anything about sausage or mice murder. What was the name again? The story of the hard nut? No, the man. Kakarot? Drosselmeyer. The nut nut Kakarot? Wasn't the nut's (laughs) name Kakarot? Krakatuk and Drosselmeyer. That's That's what I said, isn't it? I'm good. (laughs) You have nothing to add? I'm good. Gordy, you had casting for this king. Paul Giamatti. (laughs) Okay, He (laughs) he would throw himself into it. Yeah, like he does every role. I would like to see him animated by the same people who did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, because I feel like the motion design for this king is going to be an important feature. Are we motion capturing Paul Giamatti? (laughs) No, uh, like the second one with that scientist guy who moves all weird. Uh I feel like the mind who came up with that could come up with an an interesting way of moving. Scepter wielding. For a king who waves scepters around when he's mad leaps over tables when he's happy and hops on one foot when he's celebrating like someone in that I mean, he studio should just be will forte at that point can make that movement look like a natural part of character and not like the insane bullshit that it is in the story i would like to believe that the astronomer and the watchmaker have a very loving relationship i yeah i absolutely believe that and i yeah. and i'm happy that they've escaped yes to and go can, get married somewhere they can get married in nuremberg and live calmly, cracking nuts in the uh, visage of their friend who is horribly cursed by a mouse. And telling the future. Yes. <laughs> to whoever. That's a lucrative business. I bet the astronomer proposed by reading the stars. And it was very adorable and beautiful and perfect. It would be kind of annoying, though, because he would interrupt by saying, I know you're going to say yes because the stars said so. <laughs> But then like the, he just finishes everybody's sentences for them. Yeah, but the watchmaker like gently moves him away from those bad habits and also makes a very intricate designed wedding ring for both of them that also tells time. It's a clockwork engagement ring. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Be the most steampunk thing you could get married in. It's cooler than a nut and a mouse. This prince is not that important, huh? Pearly Pete. <laughs> Yeah, pearly Pete with her pearly whites that didn't crack. The, like, it would make more sense if she was the one who's supposed to crack the nut. 
the whole it would make more sense if she did anything the whole conceit is to like backwards engineer nutcracker designs into a story what's wrong with a hammer was this the elf on the shelf book of its time was this like a way to make everyone buy nutcrackers and associate them with Christmas as opposed to this is a tool in my house? A hammer? Yeah. <laughs> that cracks nuts? Yeah. Look, like, birds have been doing it for millennia. Yeah, just <laughs> hand it no to a crow. No nutcrackers. Just hand it to a crow. They'll figure it out. Buy an otter. Hit it. <laughs> yeah, just, just hit it. Just or, have an otter in a bathtub. Throw all the nuts in it. Don't eat nuts. What do you need a nut for? Because you're not eating enough meat. <laughs> that thing is famous. Leave don't it alone. Eat, don't eat the famous nut. Here's the thing. There's no way there's only one famous nut. Yeah. Because as soon as one nut gets famous, other nuts are going to start trying to get famous. Sure. They're going to realize like, it's possible for them. It's like there there can't be like the first person gets famous on YouTube. They're not going to be the only one for very long. I too am a nut. Smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a nut too. Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> hate all of these images i've been watching them for like two hours <laughs> i don't have any more thoughts yeah tomcat's pointless yep mouse witch want to know more about that what's with mouse magics we have not seen any before sure but also i don't care <laughs> also not it's, interested it's a weird state of being that i find myself in because oh. she's absolutely very interesting and intriguing but the amount of time that i spent with her made me le- less interested <laughs> <laughs> considerably i mean this is just about a family spat with a neighbor over sausages that went way out of hand yeah i wonder if this princess is important to the whole story they introduce it with pearly pat's name as the first thing like you're supposed to know who the hell she is <laughs> so maybe or does the nutcracker go out and and find new princess love? Someone out here has actually seen the ballet and is more cultured than we are. The so. only thing I know is the Mouse King. I know it is a concept. Yeah. The only ballet. I didn't know that he had seven crowns. That's dope. <laughs> the only ballet. That's an I've, image. The only ballet I've seen is the Tony J Ballet, <laughs> and it's not for children. It's so many prostitutes. It's like Chicago. Does that one have prostitutes in it? No. Nor is it a ballet. No. It's a, it's it is a musical. now. <laughs> what? Isn't there a Chicago ballet? I don't think so. It's oh. already a musical and it has its own dancing in it. Okay. Well, never mind. I thought it had been converted. I mean, it doesn't have it coming. Shrek. <laughs> Shrek ballet. That, that one, probably. Free idea into the universe. Shrek ballet. <laughs> You're going to make it happen. Yeah. Sonic ballet. Oh. <laughs> Everybody dances very fast. Hey guys, nuts are like ogres. Yeah. Why? They have layers. Well, they got they have they two. Have two. <laughs> they, have, they have one. They have one big hard they one. They have the on out the, and the in. Out and the in, like just an like ogre's parfait. Skin, like an ogre's skin and his meat. Skin and meat. That's it. Just like a people. All right. Well, we have rung in the new year. <laughs> A strong start to 2019. We'll get back to you next week with our resolutions. We gotta like chew those over. Our folklore resolutions. So thank you, Marzi, once again for for dragging us through this nut story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of our patrons for keeping us supported, entertained. You are all wonderful. We love you.
Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you to everyone who has been tweeting about the show. If you like it, please share it with somebody. Word of mouth is the biggest way that we grow, and that helps us a lot. Or give us a rating on iTunes or whatever whatever you use to listen to podcasts. Um, and thank you to our top-tier patrons, Sarah, Maya, Robert, The Day Dude, Pyrus, Monkey King, Tally, Kanky Spanks, Grace, Ambassador of Bus, May the Wheels Never Cease. Did you refresh it? Because I think they were changing. Oh. <laughs> Did you notify them? I might have. You're part of the problem. <laughs> Not that I... Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is too much power. Uh, MC Atnip, Jeremiah, Help, Help, I'm Trapped in a Thank You List Factory, Haley, A New Year, Tim Resolves to be Two Times Silly, Weeble Wobble, Weeble Wobble, <laughs> Dom, Justin, Lily, Jenna, Jen, Heather and her tentative hopes for a less dumpster fire-esque year. Where have we heard that before? <clears throat> um, a different person's card. Yeah. <laughs> so that's two of you. Yeah, let's hope. Put all our hopes together. Thank you, patrons. Thank you. Thank you, patrons. Thank you always, Doug. Thank Thanks, you, Doug. Doug. Thank you, John Waterbottle. Thank, Thank you, John Waterbottle. Thank you, Roll Doll. Thanks, Roll Doll. Thank you, the Neon. Thank, Thank you, the neon. neon. Thank you, Knives. Thank you, Knives. knives. Thank you, Yonder Toad. Thank you, Yonder Toad. Why am I so bad at this tonight? Do you want to thank any of these weirdos? What? In this story? Yeah, thank you, Mouse Rink. Thank, thank you, you, Mouse Rink. Rink. Thank you, Crackatuck. Thank, thank you, Crackatuck. Kakarot. You meme nut. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, meme nut. Thank you, beautiful love story between an astronomer and a watchmaker. Thank you. Thank you, son of Tomcat. Thank you, thank son you. of Tomcat. <laughs> Thank you, Seven Crowns Mice King. <laughs> Thank you, Seven Crown Mice King. Thank you. We're what the folklore. That's how it works. Thank you, Gene Wolf. Goodbye. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.